What do you reckon about this place to record? Yeah, definitely. It seems like it's serene. It's got a really nice ambience. Yeah, we should definitely do this place. All right, lock it in. Let's lock it get, in. Let's get the address. It's happening. Unapologetically hypeless and heartfelt, this is Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. All right, so this is Kicking Back. I don't know what episode. Who knows? It's, it's been so long. We've been getting mail. Do we online. do that that um, serious the series the serializer thing where we like episode ten or twelve or whatever? Do we do that? I think we do on the website. Okay. We should refer to it. <laughs> that would require more professionalism. <laughs> you, you forwarded on some messages that were sent going, what's where going on? Yeah. Where, where's kicking back? Where have you been? So where well, where are you? Where have you been? Well, all over. All over. But mainly this last month being holed up at SBS Studios doing the show with Jamoan for the World Cup. Right. So that's the soccer... Yeah, football. 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 As a, as a, Depends as a, where you are. Yes. So this is episode 14, 14. and it's it's the Where's Joel being. <laughs> yeah, you got a, you got some um you got some new fans with your picture with Teddy. I did. <laughs> yeah, last month. Oh yes. Now this show we we did like a month worth of um prep for it. So we were down in Canberra and then uh, up in uh up in Brisbane for a couple of weeks. What and, to? Um, what do you well, do? We're just doing shows, like Jamon and I were doing shows, and then uh, like comedy shows. Yeah. What just is this like a warm Stand up? up? Yeah, but we would like do the shows at night and work on the work on the material. Did you the day. try some of the material in the um, shows? Yeah. Well, what we've done is kind of gone through. Jamon's got a huge back catalogue, so gone through that, and I've gone through and said I think this material and this material will be good to, you know, and we figured out ways of working it into the themes that have been happening throughout the World Cup. So there's a real kind of uh, science to figuring out. Basically, every day we sit down, we get a heap of clips from the from the film uh, editors, and they say, here are things that have happened in the game during the night. And then we go through that and go, we could link that up to this bit Right, so basically you're building a freeway of jokes and then you're designing on-ramps to get people there. Exactly. From whatever's happened. Yes, and then also material that we write about, the could, clips. Could you like, give us an example? Um, something you predetermined was funny and then something that happened on the day that you linked. Yes, okay, well, there's um, yeah, there's a few examples, but one of them's um, dancing. Like, you know, the players were doing these dances after they win. Yep. And we then went to, uh, I then said, well, there's all this dance material that you got. Easy. Link. Bam. Straight in. Killer material. Done. So what's uh, been the what's been the most successful gag so far in the oh, series? Oh, God. That's hard to, uh, I don't know. Is there a way uh, for you I, to I, measure I, it? I, this whole series is a blur. It's like I can't even remember like, what do they, happened. Do they come in and say, "Oh, you got good ratings or viewing, or we had um, complaints, or like no, is, no, any feedback mechanism?" Um, no, like uh, we no. <laughs> you have a live crowd too, right? We, we like, do. They, they are a live crowd, and they're seems, standing up. Too. It seems small. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a small studio, and but see, so, well, for the first few days, we were doing pre-tapes at five thirty p.m. So five thirty on a Tuesday. Who the hell's getting off work in time to get to the, the studio? Wiggles. 
Yeah, well, yes, the wiggles do. <laughs> yes, they, all, they all look no, different. No, no, Jeff, though. I only recognise no one wiggle. Well, one of them looks very feminine now, too. He's um, he's a fun character. Yeah. The, yeah. the wiggle you had on, but... Yeah, well, he's the, he's the guy, Anthony. He's yeah, the guy that originated. Those guys are, like, unbelievable, the success that, that they've had. They've sold out more shows at Madison Square Garden than anyone. That's crazy. Than Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not Billy Joel because Billy's a resident there now. But, but um, And they franchised it out around the world too. So there's like Spanish Wiggles and German Wiggles. I don't know. Maybe there's not a German Wiggles, but a lot, lot of Wiggles I out there. I think there was a girl Wiggle as well in there. There was a girl Wiggle, yeah. yeah. Je- Jeff is no longer with him. No. He can sleep in now. <laughs> no need to wake up. Was that a pre-done joke that you were looking for a way in. No, no, I just thought of that then. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got, the, I've got kids, of course. I, I know a you lot know of the Wiggles songs. Yeah. Yeah. All these, that and dinosaur knowledge. Oh, all di- these, yeah, all these yes. things that parents learn that... Vicariously. Uh, yeah, that are not necessary for adults to understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to have a broad spectrum, you know. Mm. Did, I learned that you... the Brontosaurus mm-hmm. and the Apatosaurus, actually the same dinosaur, yeah. discovered separately apart, and then later they realise it's the same deal. Right, the Clint Patasaurus. <laughs> Brachiosaurus. Brachi- Brachiosaurus and a Patasaurus. Right, right. I think are the same. Yeah. Well, a mate of mine's got a joke where he says um, he thought um, the book Thesaurus was about a dinosaur. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's a good... Have you ever had a situation where you've had a book title or a movie title that you thought sounded crap, and then when you actually got into it, was awesome because I specifically remember that as a kid. Snakes on a plane. What did you think it was going to be good no, or bad? No, I never saw it. I, I thought oh, this right. wasn't going to be good. Well, I remember either. all these kids talking about Dukes of Hazard. Oh yeah, like, yeah, Dukes of. That Hazzard. sounds like crap. Yeah, and but then it you was, saw it. Oh, V eight orange thing with the rebel flag. Boss hog. Yeah, come on, it's got everyone. Around. Daisy. Yeah, it was it was way better than the title suggested. I also felt the same about Atlas Shrugged. Oh yeah, it's yeah, like the yeah. Top book read by the. Five, the top 500 company CEOs. Yeah. It doesn't sound much. No, no. Not as the author's name. No. No. And she was a bit bat crazy. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. There's got to be other ones, though, that didn't sound that enticing. That didn't sound enticing. The, um, I'm drawing blanks here. No. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you do? What do you do when you stall in an act? In an act? Mm. Uh, you just don't do anything. Do you have like backup and you just segue? You just bring light to it and go, I got nothing. And let's just move on. Sometimes when you're talking to someone in the audience, you know, they, they're just giving you nothing. You're like, well, that went nowhere. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just move casually. Yeah, or you move, could do, like, away. I was watching Rio 2 yeah. with the kids yesterday. And in the, in there's one scene in the, the, the birds were sort of out of their, their zone, so they started doing a little walk backwards, like beep, beep, beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beep, yeah. You know, backing out of the... Yeah. You could do that joke, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 Try it. Try it. There's Sometimes. a lot of explanation in that, but yeah, you could do that visually and then hopefully... You could say, oh, walk. hang on. Let me back out of this. Dead end here. Did, yes. It's not working. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. And then you yeah. could do a little rewind And, I could, and I could be like I'm swearing as I'm going through, but the beeps are cutting out the swear words. Yeah, you know, it could, you could do it two two birds. Well, you do that thing where you review the show so far for the late comer. Oh yes, which is yes, awesome. Yes. Have you ever tried sort of saying the words backwards? You know, like on those when you play a record backwards, the, the devil songs and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, have I tried speaking back? No, th- there was a guy once. I think he was on um, maybe like a Johnny Carson show back in the day, and he spoke backwards. 
and he could yeah it was impressive obviously but, memorable yes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy yeah, yeah that guy that uh yeah whoever but yeah i think it'd get a bit annoying though you know having to trying to have a conversation with this guy yep yeah you wouldn't know where to begin no no so you're still doing this show <laughs> yes yes this is one of my rare and, days off this is my it's been like a month or two months that we've been working on this and a month of filming and you write and, Yes. So you basically just roll up and you're sort of hanging around in jeans and basketball shoes and drinking coffee and... and no coffee, no. No coffee? No, water. Water? Yeah. And, and note, notepads? No, no, notepads. Or cards? Or no. what, what's the medium? Well, um, I've gone through and logged all of this material and so I know what to pull out. And then also watching a clip like, say, Uruguayan, I think, coach, he's on the pitch and he's um, they're going through training. He's wearing like high socks and a pair of sandals. And someone said, you know, he's the highest paid uh, highest paid coach in the world. And so the first thought that came to mind, yeah, he's the highest paid coach in the world and he dresses like a backpacker. You know, that's the line that came to mind. And then we yep. go, right, so we'll use the clip, we'll use that line, and that's the bit, get to laugh, move on. Gotcha. So that's, you know, that that's the kind of thought process that so goes through. So do you have, have, like, choices you could say, oh, you could say, oh, you know, it's like a Ro- Roman or a yeah, it's Jesus or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can't afford it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. all those different concepts, but the most concise, clear kind of Bang. way to get to it, I thought, all right, that line, that'll work. You know? Yep. And, yeah, and then you see it and then it and goes then, up. So and what do, you, what do, you, do you write this on a card or a piece um, of paper? I got or? a notebook yep. and just write ideas down into that and then write it next to the film clip number, the, the clip. And then does it go into an auto queue? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Jamone had never done auto queue, so on the pilot it was like a whirlwind. You know, it was like right. a tornado and we're in the middle of it and it was just like, talk about pressure, you know, for the first, you know, shooting the first show. And Jamal was great. He held it together really well. And he'd never done auto cue before. But he's, you know, there's been points, though, in the in the, in the show where he's going, I don't know where this auto cue is going. I, I, can't, I can't even read it. Uh, oh, forget forget auto cue and just goes off. And, but with his style of comedy, he can, he can get away. If he was like a professional, you know, straight-laced newsreader, then that would be unacceptable. But for someone like Jamal, and it's like, it's endearing. It's like, it's oh, just wow, another you, joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just make light of it and move on. But he's um he's been doing really well, you know, holding holding the show together. And they've and, got him playing against a pretty straight laced sporting expert, Richard. Yeah, 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 Richard, who's actually doing his doctorate in uh, economic um in political economics, and he um used to do radio. Uh, he last time he did the World Cup radio um, coverage for SBS. He started off on the phones at SBS years ago, and yeah, now he's co-host in the. In the show, and yeah, he knows all the names. He's like the oracle of, of football, of soccer. And they've got you doing a couple of sketches. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that one, the um, the one about the timeline. Uh, yeah, the history of soccer attire, of football yep. attire, and I. Uh, so I based it all on facts. So I researched all the back um, on Wikipedia. Back, yeah, a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit on a little bit on Wikipedia, a little bit here, a little bit there, and found these interesting sort of little tidbits. So. And then thought, all right, the humour's got to come from the act-outs and from the performance. And, and then, uh, yeah, so the Akmal I saw was on one of the episodes coming up on the list. And I thought, right, I'm going to write it in time for that episode so that we, um, so myself, Akmal and Jamal can do the, do the scene. And Very cool. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, and just little, little interesting facts, like the one thing about Pele, who, as you would know, in the 70s, he was like the god of, 
god of soccer, and he uh, in the 1970 World Cup. This was the first big endorsement that came through. Like they all wore, I think maybe Adidas shoes, and he was sponsored by Puma, so he was the only player wearing that. And he was paid 120,000 to walk out on the pitch. Notice that his shoelace was untied. Bend down and tie his shoelace up so the world is watching. The cameras focus in on the Puma shoes and. Bam, that's the you know. endorsement. Yeah, yeah. And and that jersey that he was wearing that day was sold a couple of years ago for it was something like two hundred and twenty thousand dollars, so it's the most expensive jersey in the world. Wow. Or maybe yeah. it was more than that. I, I don't know. It was it was maybe more money. Just make it up. Yeah, yeah. I doubt our average listener would research it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fascinating story. Greg, go and research it. <laughs> we have two listeners now though, Ed. We have new Super fans coming oh, aboard, asking oh, where you are. Yes, uh, you're Nick. trying to track Nick. Yeah, tracking yeah. me down. Where's I Joel? He sent me that. Yeah, put out an all points bulletin on you. Yeah. Uh, well, we do actually get quite a few downloads, surprisingly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Despite our best uh, efforts to sabotage the the rudderless show, I can it's... tell that we're having impact because when I went to the bookstore to get you a gift, mm-hmm. there was nothing on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, shoes mm-hmm. or um, Bruce Springsteen. Really? Yeah, it said, said the lady. Wow, you, you went in there, you go, look, I got three. I'm on a mission. Yeah. She goes, what are you looking for, love? I said, well, um, anything on Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger or sneakers. Yeah. And then uh-huh. after she got over the weird sort of yeah. request, she goes, yeah. okay. And then we went up. <laughs> we, we, we have something in the mentally so challenged that's, section. That's why I got you a book friend. on Steve Jobs. Yes, well, yes. <laughs> because obviously totally the, within the realm our of... fan base have gone and just raided the stores yes. with their newfound interest crazy. in these crazy. topics. <laughs> well, it's, um, it, yeah, it is interesting. I, I just cleaned my room out yesterday. It was one of the rare days that I've had off. I've had no days off. It's been early mornings, late nights, like. Jamona and I meet up, we drive in, we're working all day and we film the live um, you drive. You night. drive in together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah, and we talk Does he about, pick you up? No, I go over to him. Yeah. Because he, he lives in Melbourne, so he's just staying. Oh, right, there. so he's your so, guest. Yes. Yeah, and you pick him up, yeah, we, drive in. Yeah, and we talk about, you know, what's going on, talk about the show and what have you, and then we go in, we hit the ground running, get to work, we have production meetings, and then we have um, rehearsals and then we have the actual filming because it's all live so it's uh yeah so with rehearsals do you is it do you do it like try and run through the whole show yeah 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 Yeah. we block through it all and go through what the clips are going to be there's a lot that goes into it yeah it sounds like yeah it's like a um and then basically straight after the show's done let's like throw all of that out all of that out start again tomorrow no we have a meeting then after the show for the next episode and what do you do day. like what went well what yeah what... we have a quick debrief about yeah blah 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 you know what went well what didn't go so well and uh yeah and then we <laughs> then we move on to the uh... and what's what is the hope of someone performing on this is it that they'll be discovered or picked up for another show that their yeah. performance is part of their uh, volume of work or resume um what you mean the guests on like the would show? you want to pick up a writing gig on a big comedy show um, or, or are you doing this for well, I've got this weird like I was talking to Jamone about it the other day when we were driving back because Jamone had his own TV show back in the back in the 90s and your other, other friends of yours had radio shows yeah yeah Akmal yeah. was on Nova and yeah they um and but they they both left you know like the demand was there for them to continue and like for Jamone it's a, it's a lot he did a lot like it was something like um 30 something shows I think 
And, you know, it's a lot of material to burn through. And he wanted to go out and tour and hit so the road. He'd probably, just become, he'd probably just become over it. Well, I wonder, like, people like Letterman, you know. Yeah. Like, like he's been doing that for, well, since the 80s, he's been doing that show. That's right. a, you know. So it's, it's like, I reckon it'll become this absolute innate habit. Natu- yeah, totally. That's like, you wouldn't have to go to much effort. No, you rock up. You, that's all you've got to do, it's, turn up. I, I think. actually have this whole philosophy. It's around about finding a routine that you can sustain. Yeah, yeah. And that, that is important. Routines are so important that I've learned from this show. A know? routine that you can sustain. Though. A lot of I see people burn out because they're just, they're just going too hard too fast. Yeah. Other people don't make enough money, so they can't sustain it. Like, like if they just wanted to surf every day. Right, right. Like this guy I'm reading about, Mickey Dora, who... Um, has a lot of colourful stories about the way that he funded his surfing, whether it was from, um, like he'd turn up to a movie set and uh, be a stunt surfer and then the fog would come in and then the fog would go away and all of the equipment and all the boards would be disappeared <laughs> in between. And a lot of people suspected that he might have had something to do with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Does he live in San Francisco? No, no, he was in uh, Hollywood and, oh, okay. and surfing Malibu and right, right. on all the movies and and uh, he even met the Gidget and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one day she blocked the sun when he was resting on the bank. Yeah. And he's, she's asking him all these stupid questions and he just told her to fuck off. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. It's in the book. And, and she hadn't, had she been doing the TV show by then? Or? No, no. This was the daughter of the guy who wrote that series. Oh, right, It was right, the right. actual real Gidget. Oh, right, Based right, on a okay. girl in Malibu. And right. she'd basically go home and tell her father all these stories of these surfers. And he's and the like, guy, hang on, let me get my notebook. Guys right. living on the beach and yeah. playing, mucking around. And he, yeah, he basically wrote it all down and then made all the, the film about it. Right, right. It's the story. Huh. It's a fascinating book. This yeah. is called All for a Few Perfect Waves. Right. Uh, that's my submission for the partially completed book review. Nice, nice. Um, at 75% through. Yeah. Guy was an absolute rat bag, but probably in the in the mid-60s was the best surfer in the world right. at, at a point at right. Malibu. Influential character. Extremely. No one really knew him. He, he's a, a deep box of weirdness. Mm. But he had a lot of conspiracy so theories. Who, who wrote this book? He was all about buying gold. He was... He was um, putting together research to go and find a, a mythical wave, that a rogue wave that runs through the ocean, which you have now discovered to, to have been true. Right. Uh, like he was, he was really out there, Mickey Dora. And, and who wrote the book? Some guy who's written books on, on other people. So he had obviously, obviously oh, done a, a lot of research. The, like the that, book is, he... is quite interesting in that it's like um, interviews with, everyone that knew him, him and right. then like they'll pick a point and then they'll get like six different points of yes, view or yeah. variations of the story. Yeah. Is that um, how the book's written? Like it's got little chunks of what this person said, what that person exactly. said. Yeah, yeah. There's like a- he, he was so against contest that apparently in one, one contest he pulled down his pants and mooned the judges. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. But then another guy says, oh, look, he's, his briefs split, they broke, and they say that it was mooned. Like so – you get all these different perspectives, and it's right. kind of up to you to decide what happened. Right, right. That sort of reminds me of the pig's father, who's a barrister. Had to, he's a criminal from a barrister, and he had to defend this guy who pulled pulled his willy out at a in a jewelry shop. <laughs> had, to, had to defend him on. The, this is what he said. He defended him on the grounds of this gentleman having a zipper malfunction. 
<laughs> that's it, right? Well, that's it's like this all the way through. Like yeah. um, Diners Club were chasing him all around the world because they said that he adjusted the date on his card, and then he says that he'd reported it stolen. Right. And then they said that he they'd sent him his bill and he neglected it, like basically opened it and discarded it or whatever. Right. But then he said it went to someone else's address <laughs> and that he didn't get it. So, like, <laughs> so he would be a good criminal lawyer. All these grey areas. That yeah, he, yeah. That, this mystery and mystique, but all he wanted to do was just surf right. every day. So he, he would do whatever he needed to do in order to fund that. Yeah, but he's also hanging out with Hollywood actors and, yeah. and he had rich parents. And I mean, at, at age 40 something, his dad bailed him out and paid off his debt. Like, yeah, spoiled. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And he was so upset that the, that the credit card company impounded all these goods and sold them off and he spent the rest of his life trying to find all these trophies and film oh, and really? things that they'd sold. Huh. And he was just so upset that they would dis you know, people would buy his stuff. Like who does that and disregard <laughs> his personal yeah. stuff. But at the same time everyone who went visiting him or or that he stayed at lost their wallets, yeah, yeah, passports, sure, sure. jewelry. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's okay if it's their... someone else. Yeah. You know? So it was it's and he was a tennis player like you. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Huh. Yeah, used to play tennis all the uh, time. I wouldn't say I am a tennis player. I'm gonna re uh, revisit my my uh, my tennis days. I know, I, used to, a, I know it's a soft spot. Yeah. For you. I used did, to play comp when I was a kid. Do Nike do tennis shoes? No, no. I, I only I only do Nike in um, basketball. Jordan. Yeah, so you, yeah. when you cross sports, so, you change oh, categories. Ad, ad, Adidas. Adidas. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Ivan Lendl, he was my favorite tennis player when I was a kid. I, I think um, Ivan Patrick. Rafter gave me a pair of Adidas. He must oh, really? have been sponsored by them. Really? Did you meet him? Yeah. Oh, right. We used to lend him cars because I think he was an ambassador for Mercedes-Benz. Oh, right. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Lovely guy. Yeah. He used to like uh, have a little bag with the rubbish from the car. He'd say, oh, I'm sorry, is there somewhere I could put this? Oh, but good, then you yeah. get the car back from Fashion Week, there'd be like syringes yeah. and condoms and yeah. the seats would be burnt from cigarettes. Yeah, and they're like, entitled, those fashion people. Oh, my God. The the, yeah. the attitude from the fashion lister yeah. yeah. was disgraceful. I, uh, and I remember a Formula One driver uh, used to hand back his car. Like he'd have a, um, a boogie board plastic wrapper and sand, sand. and oh, like God. towel and just yeah. but you know i'm done with it here yeah, it is yeah. Horrible. an english Horrible. guy for his first name is damon last name hill but i won't yeah. mention his middle name <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it is <laughs> a rat bag yeah he uh because we jamon and i for this uh for this tv show went up to noosa and spent the day with with pat rafter doing uh some taping of uh taping who tapes filming no, uh, I, they actually do use tape. They, a, a lot of well, places yes, still use yeah, tape. Yeah, they do. But well, they do, yeah, within the mm. television industry. I'm yeah, they still use old school stuff. Yeah. And he... Um, it's like film. They still use film for films. Yeah, yeah. I thought that they'd improved digital now to match the grade of film, but... I have a feeling not. they still use actual film in films. Right. In the, the Spielberg top. does. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the old yeah. story about that. So, um... We went up for the day, and Pat turns up, and he's got his bucket of uh, bucket of balls and his racket, and he, um, yeah, he was great. He was a great sport, but there was uh, like a monologue that had been written for him to really boost the morale of the troops of the Socceroos, and it was being played, you know, before the, the Socceroos were knocked out. Oh, right. And um, and it was meant to be the concept of the piece was meant to be great speeches like Churchill. Um, and, you know, great, great morale-boosting speeches and then get, you know, a, a famous sports star to 
to recreate it. But somehow I got mixed up along the line and, and they had put together a, basically lines from movies, like life is like a box of chocolates and you got to find the force within and, uh, you know, all this so it's a mashup of yeah, cliched but it, but, lines. Yeah, but it kind of took a while. It didn't make sense. And Jamon and I didn't know about this. And we're driving up with the director that day who he said, that's what we're doing. And it's like, oh, no, that's, I don't think that's what we, you know, decided on. And he's going, no, that's what they said we got to do. We got to, and Jamon said, listen, I was the one that came up with this original idea and this isn't going to work. So there's a big thing going backwards and forwards, a whole trip up and phone calls and everything. And then, uh, when Pat arrives on the day, and they said, oh, you know, we're going to get it. He goes, ah, oh, I'm not doing that. That's fucking shit. That's, 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 oh, I got that on email. I said, I'm not reading that. That's hopeless. He said, I'll do this other one. And it was great. You know, so, so it, just, it just solved the whole problem there by Pat yeah. just realizing as well. Hang on, so basically, they're, they're, they're going to draw the line or whatever. He'll, he's happy to put on Bond's underwear. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he'll do a good monologue, yes. but not a movie match. No, no, because it just didn't work anyway. But it was great. Just like we had this big, you know, hoo ha backwards and forwards. And then finally we get there and Pat's like, I'm not doing that. Because celebrities, like, they're always on tap, aren't they? They're always getting milked by somebody for something. They'd get yeah, 20 yeah. offers a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, got a, sto- I've got a story for you shortly, which I think you're going to you, like. But, um, but we spent the day with Rafter, and, um, and we did, like, soccer tennis. So it was tennis rules on a tennis court, but kicking a ball. And, and Pat was really good. Like, he's, like, surprisingly, um, you know. But he's, like, one of these guys that is, whatever he does, he's competitive and good at it. So he'll, you know. Yeah, he'd be, he'd yeah. be um, what's it, a, po- a poly something. Polystyrofene. No, no, it's those people who are good at everything. Polygraph. No, no, polymath or something. I don't know. They're, they're just good at everything. <laughs> yes, one of those guys. I have to look it up or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't think it's that big of a... No, I do. You've got to look it up now. I do. I uh, think but, it is. But he's so... Like, his serve is incredible. Yeah, polymath. Okay, polymath. There we go. It's like a person who can, whose expertise spans a significant number of different subject areas. So maybe that's so more someone, of an someone who's, thing, but he's someone like who's a, very knowledgeable, like um, Leonardo da Vinci. But yeah. I like the fact then that you had to look that up excludes you from that category of a polymath. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> well, I did actually nominate it before I looked it up. I wanted to verify right, it yes. in the interests of accuracy. You're, you're a humble polymath. Yes. Yes. It's a, a question. If, if I was a polymath not trying to appear as one, then yes, that would have been that would have been thing. the perfect move because you just proved yeah. what you said, but in a very humble manner. It's like in the movie I watched last night called Bad Words. The the guy tricked his uh, fellow contestant into winning a competition. They were both trying to lose. Right, right. Yeah, by calling out the answer but spelling it incorrectly. Huh. And right. then this spoiler alert in in hindsight here. Uh, <laughs> but but the kid corrects him, so therefore the the other guy didn't really cheat, and then the kid had to answer it and get the answer right all right, by himself. Right, right, right. Pretty tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Strange movie the, too. It's yeah. like a forty year old winning spelling bee contests. Right. Did you ever see that, that doco about the spelling bees? No, I've got it on DVD. I'll lend it to you. Were they it's cheating? Re- no, no, it's really good. But just the pressure that these kids go under and the parents. And- I think the movie might have been a really light gloss over some of the aspects. It, the, one of the main characters, his parents make him fly and coach while they're up in front, and then in the, they make the kids stay in the hotel at the event, and they stay somewhere else right, to, right, get, to, okay. to get him a bit 
harden up. Right. And he's like nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta find your own feet, son. And then the other and then the other main character who's forty, he's like taking him out, getting him drunk and buying him pornography. And that's yeah. not that's not seedy at all. No, not at all. He not would at all. totally not get arrested for that. Yeah. Was Rolf Harris in this film? <laughs> oh, that's, speaking of Rolf Harris. <laughs> Here we go. No, the last time I thought of him was when I was surfing at Malibu. I rented this board that yeah. was so flimsy. It was flexing around like a wobble board. Wobble it was board. like, bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah. And it, like, I should have known before I paddled out because I, when I went to the rental place, there was a hole in it the size of a golf ball. And I said, dude, I think maybe I should get a different board. And he goes, mm. Oh, I'll be fine. We'll just put some wax in it. And he gets a wa- like chunks of wax on it. I said, I think you're going to have to tape this up. Yeah, yeah. So we put tape on it. But I'm paddling out. It's like, bloop, 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 bloop. Oh, you know, the, it's, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking, it's this is, I'm going to snap this thing in half. Yeah. But I, I survived and took it back. And, <laughs> uh, and like, I'm surprised I even bothered to check that I brought it back. It, it, was that? It, it was so far past. Yeah, right. it was. But boards go up a significant degree of quality when you go somewhere like Hawaii, where they're they're more geared around people renting boards, yeah, than yeah. bringing your own. But you would think that Malibu. Oh, yeah, I guess there's not too many people that are going to Malibu to surf. Like, you Probably know, not. Like, not like it, in it, the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Sixties. Yeah, it's not like the hub. They're there to be seen, but not to be seen. Trying. Oh no, to it's a it's a pretty cool spot. It's yeah, just yeah. this long, long break that's certainly i wasn't used to you know it would be a great trip doing the well i've done a bit of great surf trip would be um driving up the pch highway up through to san francisco oh no i, I actually drove from santa barbara back down to los angeles oh nice that's... and uh it was fantastic coastline to do yeah that. yeah it's a bit cooler than here yeah but yeah, very consistent yeah yeah it's a beautiful too it's beautiful mm. drive. we um i did that michael myself and the pig did that uh back in 09 did the road trip up there and Michael had been up all night and uh, we uh, hit the road at like 6am to try and beat the traffic out and then we went to Hearst Castle, Sam Simeon. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's, it's a good spot. Yeah. I went there when I was 12. Yes. 12, I remember it was significant, significant castle. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> impressive. Grant, the pig, loves it. Like He's been there like six or seven times. <laughs> he just loves so it's his on, Disneyland. On his, yeah, it is on his Facebook. He's got like the pool, you know, the pool with yeah. the Roman columns, the Doric columns. So that's his, uh, yeah, that's like his uh, destination whenever he goes to America. He's got to go to Hearst Castle. Do you have any plans to travel? Any travel plans in the pipe? Um, not at the moment. No, just work. Get get to it. Get you're to work, the, man. You're just in yeah, the machine. Yeah, yeah. When does it end? Uh, Saturday. Right. This. This Saturday. Okay, so. so we should do a post-show uh, yeah, yeah. discussion, see what happened. Yes. If, if you had your time again, would you still sign up for this? Yeah. You love I've it. I've learned so much from it. It's been like full-on a lot of work, but I've what learned... What was the most surprising thing? The first day, I think, when it was just like full-on. Because like, you, I mean, you're, you're normally just cruising around in a yeah, car, yeah. rural somewhere, yeah, a town with like 20 people, yeah, or uh, you know, on a boat, <laughs> four of them hiding in up, your yeah. cabin. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, actually, I'm taking off to South Korea in, in, a, in a week. And Are a they half. the good, the good Koreans? They're the good yeah, Koreans. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to go. Don't want to go any further north. <laughs> but taking the cruise ship then over to Japan. So that'll be interesting. I've never been to oh, Japan. Oh, Japan's so. got surf. It's got. Um, Hot cars, yes, and ski fields, yes. The, sometimes and it's got and, and like sushi. radioactive sushi. Yeah, radioactive sushi. That would be fantastic. I was reading in a magazine about a surf break that's controlled by the the Japanese mafia, the y- yakuza or whatever. Yeah, the and, they, yakuza. and they cut fingers off for 
for bad. Uh, basically, if you do something wrong, you're supposed to cut one of your fingers off as a sign of respect, and you work your way up the hand. And what as you just a rat pack, you're like, I don't respect. Myself yeah, basically, or the, the the deal is the more you cut off, the harder it is to grip your sword. So you need more support of the boss. So it's more loyalty. Right. They need right. you know, and that's so. There's a lot of guys that are missing pinkies and stuff. Right. According to the. The article that I read. But what if you just don't have any respect for them? You're going to die. Oh, right. Okay. So Basically. it's either that or die. Yeah. Oh, and you need, then these guys needed permission guys. to, uh, needed permission to surf the break that yeah. was controlled by this mob. Radioactive break. Yeah. And they so, did, and they were offered sushi. They were told by a, a visiting expert, like, eat lots of almonds and stuff because it can suck up the radioactivity. Radioactive. Wow. And don't eat anything out of the ocean. Oh. And then the Dikusa took him to sushi dinner. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh shit! We've basically got to, we've just got to eat it. Yeah, yeah. So they don't know if it was poisonous or not. Right. Well, they'll find out. They will. The um, yeah, the cruise ship goes um, yeah, to South Korea to Japan. So doing that for uh, you know, a bit of fun. So does your agent book these? Yeah, games? he called me out because this year I've taken off. Like I did some cruise ships at the top beginning of the year, but I I, I said no to all other cruise ships, and then this one came through. And it's on a nice high-end one, and the money's really good. So and I have never been to South Korea or to Japan. I thought, you know what, I'll give it a go. And if I like it, I'll do more of them. But if I don't like this one, then I'm not going to. I reckon you could have a lot of fun on them. Yeah, yeah. Well, on this one, I think, because, you know, they look after you. So So does your agent like, go out and hunt down these agencies or, like, um, or these no, companies, or well, do they come and contact him? They come and contact him, yeah. So I'm lucky enough to, you know, got people who know what I'm doing, so they call my agent and say, listen, is Joel available on this date? Can you do this? And then he, you know, calls me and says, are you up for it? You want to do it? And I say, yeah, okay. Yep. So that's um, pretty much how, <laughs> how it works. And I guess you've been so busy, you haven't had time to read anything? Not really, any no. I just cleaned my room out yesterday, which has been left in disrepair for the last month. Because Mostly full of sneakers, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, in the cupboard. Yeah, they, they, they got the special spot in the cupboard. But books and DVDs on my floor that I've got up and dusted off and put into an order. And it felt really good to, to put, it, put everything, you know, in its place. And I just realized how much I've got to... Uh, Got to read it. Just, just every time I do something like that, clean up and see all the books that I got to get through. It just reiterates the the Schopenhauer um, quote, which is, "When you buy a book, you think you're buying the time to read it." Yeah, that's so true. I I think we all fall into that. And it, yeah. and rather than surrender to the overwhelm, I treat it more like a, a resource library that I can just cherry pick when I feel like yeah. when I need something right then and there. Yeah, I go straight for the thing that's going to help me. Sure, and sure. that's how I use it optimally rather yeah. than let it bog me down yeah yeah but it's nice to hold on to them i know that oh, you you've no, done the culling them. but you've held on to the good no i collect you know, things yeah. I, I collect books yeah I, I mean i've gone digital now but i still have it's nice to have a that thousand book. or more yeah books the physical book and and i, I, I want to build like a big wall and just have all the books there like you say there's a resource that you can go back i want to build a, a wall to display surfboards yeah but but yeah. i use them so yes. maybe like like a quiver that's, that's a visual display, but you can yes. take it off. Like, like Batman with his bat suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you, you, got, you got your wetsuit up there, like hanging there, like ready to go, and you, you look out well, there. Well, I have different variations of wetsuits. Yes. You know, just, depending on the yes. climate and the, um, the dryness. The, the dryness, yeah. Like, well, you, you know, Jamoan's a, an, a surfer. Really? He gets out there, and we were talking about it the other day. He's been going down to Bondi each morning. 
with his son Mario, and he, he's a he's a good little grommet. He gets out there, and um, yeah, they've been uh, they've been hitting Bondi Beach each morning. And Bondi's got some great. See, I get the Aqua Bumps, which is a visual newsletter every day. Right, highly recommend it. Yeah, there's there's that one, and there's one for uh, Manly, which is the Daily Daily Sprout, right. and it's got just every single day these people sprout daily sorry dot com they basically send pictures of what's happening that oh, day right, like right. The, the visual surfers yeah. and that was a good day what day was that well, every day's right. got great pictures and the aqua bumps is the same eugene town's been doing it for like more than a decade but you've got the best surf report just turn to your left yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is. It's true. I I can look at the the app to see what the surf's looking like, and then I can actually go and look out your window. Look out the window, and this is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's but good Bondi shots. looks like it's going really well right now. Yeah, I, I, it was sad the other morning though that that person that died at Tamarama. Right. What yeah, happened? Off the rocks, surfer jumping off the rocks. Um. Yeah. I I didn't get the full details, but. Yeah, it was the other morning. Yeah, it's pretty sad. And we were just down there the other morning. It's funny, you know, when something connects with you. I was um, heading off to watch a movie at Westfield, and I heard on the news someone got stabbed at Westfield, but it was a mm. different one. Well, yeah, but it still, could easily be just my Westfield, right? Yeah. The, so uh, on that note, <laughs> on that that's note. we need to transition. No, right? but but no, that to just um, before we transition from that, I've got a theory that it's the how close so many people die every day but it's how close it is to you that people give it the the weight or the or the recognition like when you go to a funeral you start contemplating your life yeah yeah sure but but if you knew that person that means so much more to you than if you didn't really know the person or if you're you know say when here's the thing when september 11th happened which was terrible you know that was a big um you know that was a major that hit close to home. But, you know, people have been dying from terrorist acts in the Middle East for a well, long time. Well, they probably time, still are right? today. And are today. And are yeah, today. Someone's being or, shelled and sitting yeah. in the corner of a building that's rocking its foundation yeah, with no and food. And sure, just, sure. Yeah. And so it's the proximity of, of, of it that people, you know, attach to. So it's, you know. Well, there's uh, even those tests uh, in the books where people are happy to administer electrical shocks to another person just not to themselves right right like it's just yeah. a selfish thing yeah 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 and it's a shame you would think that you know everyone's life is important but you know it's like when you see one of those uh, the mandatory warehouse scenes in a movie where someone's getting beaten up you know tied to a chair and tortured usual stuff yeah like the person Resum- administering it yeah. yeah it's not that hard for them but no. it's really hard for the one receiving it oh yeah yeah it's, 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 it's a weird it's it's weird that but yeah mm. yeah it's a it shouldn't be but unfortunately the guy getting his ear um removed that was i remember that was a very graphic film when it came out it the, was. the back seat of the car with the, the white upholstery and the blood oh that was um pulp fiction but no Oh, Res- oh, dogs, oh, when I he shot, when he was, sh- yeah, um, when he's in, lying in that shot. T- t- yeah, off. yeah, yeah. a serious amount of. Yeah, that yeah, that was. But then there was the one in Popping when he blows his brains out across the back of the holster. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen, um, I saw a movie where something similar happened recently called, um, Vic- what's that? Vickery. Sort of like, sounds like that. Vickery. Yeah. Damn it. It's, a bit, it's about a priest. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a Calvary. Calvary. Yeah. Okay. It's quite an interesting film. I like the way that you did that again. You didn't yeah. want to be a pompous polymath. So you came no, across I just, as, just you came across as what's the name of that film? Was it? I know the name. But I know I, I know I can always recall it, but I yes. might have to ask myself a question. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's Cal- in there. Calvary. Oh, right, right. But that's quite an interesting film. Right. I almost said film. Film. You know some people say that? My my grandmother used to say the pictures. Why don't we go to the pictures today? Yeah, my um my yes. parents in law used to say Macedonia nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like Mac- Macadamias. Yeah. Yeah. Macedonian nuts. Oh, Macedon- Macedonia. Macedonia. Yeah. yeah. It's a small island off, uh, <laughs> off the coast of uh, Right. So Greece. some people have some strange. Yeah. And, and one friend of mine used to, instead of, he'd say, you know, when he's count, count numbers. Yeah. I've got to give you an example now. Mm. I can't. <laughs> Definitely no polymath. No, no polymath in that scenario. <laughs> the, oh, like Fink. Fink. Yeah. I've got to think about it. Yeah, I've got to think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like oh, see, H- came the answer came, but it just H- took yeah, it minute. took your time once again. You're as soon very, as I let it go, you're, you're a humble polymath. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a polymath on satellite delay. I really had it's to like, think that one through. Yeah, yeah. I used like delay. That's a classic. I used to come up with the most awesome retorts and replies to people, but yeah. they would just come like a day after. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I, that used to happen to me all the time, and you can't go back a day later. You know, it's it's done. It's, have I? Uh, I think I told you the Jerry Lewis when I met Jerry Lewis. It's a long-winded story. I'm not going to get into it. But, yeah, I came up with a comeback a lot lot later afterwards, and I thought, I can't get back. <laughs> well, if people could just, like, send in advance their discussion items, yeah. give me time to prepare. Yeah, yeah. That could be yes. much funnier. I've had that with gigs, too, where I've thought when talking with someone in the audience and then I'm driving home, I go, oh, that's what I should have said. And oh. I, had it, I actually had it in the surf shop the other day. I was speaking to a guy and I came home and then thought about what I could have said that would have been much cooler. <laughs> you sat down and thought about it. <laughs> yeah. Because I was kind of, I was caught off guard. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, you know, like, here's, here's what that kind of proves. This is my theory on this. Mm. That you actually get way better results if you prepare than if you wing it. It's true. And and, it's like and you're doing rehearsals. Yep. We're seeing the second version, but yep. we think it's the first. Yeah. So, so you're giving yourself a leg up uh, because you're doing a better job than sure. than what we think you're doing. Sure. Well, we uh, we went and did a thing with Craig Perry, you know, the golfer, and he was um, you know champion golfer. We and we got him to kick a soccer ball around a um, around a golf course. And he, oh, I was just walking along with him. It was just him and me talking. And I said to him, how do you, you know, when in team sports, you've got the team to back you up. But golf is one of those rare sports where it's just you and the course. And there's not really much more like, other than, you know, the elements Bit that get tech, in the way. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's a real mind game. And That's I said, how that. do you, the pressure of that, you know, when you're, you know, you're in a tournament, a PGA tournament, and it comes down to this one shot. And you know whether you get the shot or not get the shot. That everything relies on where you're at. And he was saying how important it is to you know be focused. But he said you can only get that through preparation. If he was out on the course and he hadn't prepared, his mind would be racing a million miles an hour. But he can get relaxed and get into that zone, knowing that he's you know done the hours that he's prepared. And it's like anything, you know, like you're saying, the preparation that, that makes something so great. So in saying that, this show would be great if we ever prepared for it. Well, I've actually been through this evolution on my other podcasts. Yeah. I used to wing one of my other podcasts a bit, and then I demanded preparation time. Yes. Because we had an incident. We went to San Diego Mm -hmm. to present to a very large crowd, Mm -hmm. 
and I prepared everything in advance. I, it's funny, like I treat a, a live presentation with potentially oh. like 1,500 people. Yeah. There was only hundreds but not 1,500 in our room. Uh, but there was 1,500 people at this conference mm. of all the most important people and I really prepared for it and I really wanted my co-host to just go through the slides with me but he wouldn't because mm. he said his best work's off the cuff. But mm. I said, no, it's not. And we weren't as good as we could have been because he kept second-guessing what was coming three slides down the pack, which right. he would have known. Right. I raised it with him afterwards. He was really pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. And then he said, yes, you're right, because mm-hmm. no one likes to get confronted with that reality. Sure. And then I thought, well, you know what? I should be doing this for our podcast because it's been listened to by more people. In fact, I checked yesterday. The number one episode of that podcast has had almost 9,000 listens. So of that podcast that you taped that day, not no, no, not of a tape, just the first episode of it, which means that yeah, it's been listened to nearly nine thousand times. Yes. Which means if you imagine that in terms of a, a live conference, yeah, that's a big, big, huge audience. I don't know if you you probably spoken to that many, performed to to thousands before. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people, and I think why wouldn't I prepare that as much as I do a live presentation? Sure. And I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I now ask for the topic in advance so that I can research mm-hmm. and the quality has lifted. Yes. Doing better work. So it, Same it, as I've, I've now for my podcast when I'm a guest, I prepare a, a one-page sheet mm-hmm. which is basically a framework for what I'm going to talk about on the podcast and it's like 10 times better than when I wing it. Yeah, sure. So the only caveat is with this podcast, the nature of the topic is that it's, a, it's called it, kicking back. Yeah. It, and it goes against the ethos of Well, the back. integrity of it is that it literally is us. It was designed for us to turn on the recorder when we catch up. Off the top of our heads. Because every time we catch up, well, I found myself laughing and yeah. being curious about what you're up to and vice versa. Yeah. Well, that's what you said. But when we, we would catch up and we'd have these conversations that... You know, would go off it would on have been good to record that. Yeah, yeah. And you said we got a, we we should do a podcast. So I'm about thinking this, if, so. if if it were a business podcast, and if the point of the podcast was to sell something, yes, um, then it would make sense to plan and script it. Right. I think this show is going to get the listeners it gets and go the direction it goes, just because it's for people who are interested in the um, less businessy side of me. Yes. And who are interested in your crafts and mm-hmm. specialties, of which there's so many. You're like a artistic polymath. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I think. Uh, you said artistic then. Right? Yes, I did. Oh, I no, specifically no. said yes, that as okay. opposed to or, other variations. <laughs> or saying something else. So um, here's, here's the thing that i got to tell you. You know the routine that I do about the lady mistaking me for Eric Banner? Yes. It's like a double mistake. Yes. Yep. Yes. This was on Thursday night. We wrap up the show. Just before we leave, Jamon and I go into the production office and have a chat with um, Talent Booker on the show with Georgie. And um, she's real nice. And she books, you know, all the, um, the guests that are coming on the show. She holds up a newspaper to Jamon that has and says, we've got to get this guy. And it's uh, Eric Banner. He's, she said he's back in town. He's in the newspaper. Yeah, you're friends with him because he used to open for Jamal and Jamal took him on and gave him a leg up when he was starting and took right, him on the road Right, because he used to do a comedy show. Yeah, yeah, the full frontal show. Yeah, had his own TV for this show. Ray Martin character. Yeah, yeah. And so she, um, she said, you know him? He says, oh, I don't have his phone number anymore. And 
He's like, well, you got, we got to get in contact with him, you know, um, somehow. And we were like, well, why don't you call his agent? And she said, oh, no, they're, you know, they're one of the big um, agencies, Shanahan's. And she, she said, you know, they're hard to get a hold of and they never get back to you and it's going to be a lot of work. So she said, we need to get in contact with uh, Banner on a personal level. And, you know, he just, Jamon said, oh, I don't have his number. So we left it at that. And we're driving home that night and just had, had a good chat and, it was a late night. I go to bed. I get up in the morning and um, I hadn't showered or anything, but I was really hungry. So I go down to the cafe, you know, Lee's Cafe down the... down. Now, yeah. you know, you know, it's the back entrance where you go through yeah, the little yeah. car park. Oh, yeah. And you go straight down yep. through the back door and you're down in there. I'm walking down there, open up the back door. Who looks up and makes eye contact with me? Eric Banner. He's sitting in the cafe. Underneath your house. Underneath the house. The day after we've been talking, like I'm like, what the hell? And I'm walking past him and he looks up and we make eye contact. Now I'm walking past him in my mind going, is this like some parallel world? What is going on here? This is like, what are the chances of this? So I'm giving him this weird look as I'm walking by trying to compute what's going on. And he's sitting at the round table there to, back towards the door, you know, you know where yep. it is. And, it's, um, and there, uh, he's there with his family. And I sit down. Now, I never go up to people, you know, like like when I've seen him in the past, people that I admire, like in San Francisco and Francis Ford Coppola was there, he was sitting by himself outside of his restaurant late at night, you know, we made eye contact, I nodded, he nodded, that was enough, that was it, that's all, that was needed. Yeah. So, I'm sitting there going over this in my mind, and I send Jamoan a message saying, speak of the devil, Eric Banner's across from me at the moment having breakfast, and I send that, but I, I put in my mind, I'm not going to go up to him, he's with his family. It's too uncomfortable, you know. And then I go back up, and I'd put some washing on before I went down. I go back up to get my washing, and then I get a call from Jamoan. Is Eric still there? And I said, no. He, oh, well, I don't know. I've left. Ah, uh, oh, uh, all right then. And I hung up. I'm getting my washing out of the <laughs> washing machine, putting it into the basket. I'm thinking, what are the chances of this? This has got to be a sign. This has got to mean something. And then I just went, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to go down there. This isn't about me anyway. Uh, it's about the show, you know, getting him on the show. And, you know, this would be great for the show. So I go down there. <laughs> I, I, and I'm thinking, if he's still there, I'll ask him. If he's not, he's gone. I open the door. He's still there. Now, they're sitting in a circle. His wife's talking. I walk up to the table <laughs> up next to him. And he's given me nothing. I'm standing next to him. He's looking straight ahead. His wife's talking. They're in a circle. So it's really difficult to get into the, because it's a round table. So it's difficult to get in, like, you know, to get any. Wait, it's not a donut. Of, you no, can't just yeah. jump in the middle. No, no. <laughs> so I'm standing there next to Eric. He's looking straight ahead. I'm to his side. Now he knows I'm there, right? And I, he knows that I know that he knows that I'm standing there. And I'm thinking, what do I do here? I'm just standing here in the middle of the restaurant looking like some fucking weirdo. And I thought, and my brain saying, And the out. others are probably looking at it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, now they're, they're looking. Oh, look, someone's making it. They're going, he's going yeah, for it. His <laughs> doppelganger's walking up. Next to What's going on? And so I'm standing there going, get out, Joel. Just walk away. Walk away. But then I thought, it's going to look weirder if I've just walked up to him, stand next to him, and then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm thinking, what am I going to do? He's given me nothing. So I... I do that. You know when you lean into someone to like talk to them, and you put the hand goes forward onto the shoulder, like when they're in a group. Yep. You usually do that to someone you know, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I lean my hand forward to touch him on the shoulder. Before my hand gets to the shoulder, he turns, looks at my hand, looks at me like as if, what the fuck are you doing? What are you trying to touch me? And I just stopped and went, oh, Eric, uh, my name's Joel. I'm a comedian. I'm doing a show with a TV show with Jamoan. And, and he says, oh, yeah, say hi to him for me. And then turns back around. <laughs> and I'm left standing there with my hand out like this. And then he t- and then I said, yeah, oh, we've got because um, a guy, another comedian, Dave O'Neill and Vince Colosimo, who was in Chopper, and I know that he knows those guys, so I thought I'll drop those names. And and as I'm saying that, my hand's still there, and he turns back around as I'm saying that, and my hand's still like this, and then I just lent it towards his hand. <laughs> so he reluctantly shakes my hand real quickly, and then I say, uh, and you know, it'd be great to have you. You know, I said Vince is on the show, Dave O'Neill's on the show. It'd be great to have you, you, you involved. You know, have you on the show? And he said, oh, I'm on tour at the moment, but say hi to Jamoan for me, and then turns back around. <laughs> So I went, oh, that was a disaster. So I go to walk out of the store, uh, out of the cafe, but I walk towards the front doorway instead of going towards the back entrance, which is back to my apartment. So I turn around. Why are we going to the front? Because I was st- I didn't Escape. know what I was thinking. I thought, like, I've got to get out of here. This is like, I wasn't thinking. All I was thinking was, Joel, you idiot, you've just made a fool of yourself. <laughs> you've just interrupted him and he's having his breakfast. And I'm, Why am I doing this for the show? This is humiliating. So I turn, like, I'm just thinking, I've got to get out of here. So I turn and start walking towards the front door. And I thought, no, I've got to go back. So I turn around it again. I thought, I can't walk past him again. So then I turn back around again. <laughs> walk out the front door and I gotta walk the long way and go up and cut through Woolworths yeah, and yeah, then yeah. walk back up through the back alley um, just walk back upstairs he's going Joel you idiot what have you done I called up Jamoan and said oh, it's, I just made a fool of myself in front of Eric Banner <laughs> Jamoan's laughing thinking it's hilarious <laughs> and so I've still got my washing I go oh sh-. So I take my washing downstairs for you know the clothes lines in the, in the back of my apartment in the back yeah. <laughs> right, right next to the toilet <laughs> of the cafe <laughs> So I'm putting my clothes, putting my uh, putting my washing up. His son walks out of the toilet, and I turn and look at his son walking out of the toilet, and then notice that Eric Banner's been standing there the whole time. I turn and look at him. We make eye contact. He pulls out his phone and turns around. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" Now Eric Banner's avoiding me. I thought, so, I thought, it doesn't look sus. He went out the front door, and now you're at the. <laughs> Next to his son who's going to the toilet back there. And and I'm thinking, great, I've been mistaken for Eric Banner in the past and now Eric Banner's mistaken me for some pervert. <laughs> this is a good practice, though, for when you meet Tom Cruise. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. You that might is. be able to dial it in by then. <laughs> So that was the that was so the disaster. So I take it he's not not going to be on the show. He's not coming on the show. <laughs> no. I thought, imagine if he did. How awkward would that be then? It's that guy again. I was wondering if you might tell us that you've decided just to substitute him. Yeah. You gave him a shot. Yeah. He yeah. didn't take it. It's, you time, could, you it's could time for be, me to step it up. Yeah, you could be him. <laughs> step up. I could see you with some chopper tattoos. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Hairdo and hello. <laughs> I'll tell the Uncle Chop Chop. That yeah. was a strange movie. Yeah, that was he was great in that. Uh, I think that was you know been his best role. Oh, so I'm exhausted. It's <laughs> a very good story. Oh, what a disaster! So that was my first introduction to uh, to Eric Banner, and maybe uh, maybe the last. And you and he didn't report you or anything. No, no, the the, the cops did not get involved. <laughs> 
I can feel for it. He's just going to a coffee shop. I know, and I, I I don't do that kind of stuff, and I totally get it. You know, I would never normally do that, but I thought. But here's the thing, though. You know, he knows um, he knows Jamoan. You know, it's up to him it, now if he uh, wanted but, to reach out. Yeah, but it's I wasn't like some nutter random, although I no. came across like that. Yeah, but uh, it was I, a legitimate. Was, yeah, thing. and it wasn't about me. It was about for the betterment of the, yeah. of the show. And so the next day I go in, and I'm telling this story, and the, uh, people in the production think it's hilarious. And um, Georgie, who's a talent booker, says, I'm so glad you just told me that because I was just about to call his publicist. <laughs> so imagine that. Don't worry. He's spoken with Joel. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, dear. So that was um, that. was that. But, but the weird thing is, like, Banner's always been, like, you know, there's, like throughout my life, like, he's always, he's sort of been, there's been moments, like, of, like, he, he opened for Jonathan when he was starting out, amazing Jonathan. Oh, wow. He fell off the stage on the first night and broke Did his leg. Did you tell him that? No. no, no. Come on. He didn't, he didn't want a bar of me, let alone, let alone giving a whole back history. And his manager, uh, Lauren Bergman, uh, I, um, I know her from years ago. And, and then the, the, the thing with um, Jamoan. And, yeah, so there's um, a lot of, you know, one degree of you separation. Could have, so in hindsight, you could have done something really clever. You know, like, yes. It was only a matter of time. Till we bumped into each other, been riding your coattails this whole time. Like you, you've, you've basically you filled. He broke a leg so that yeah. you could take Jonathan's yes. spot. Yes. See, so had you mock him on a weekly basis. Now, had there been show. time to prepare? Yes. yes. But this was a spare of the moment, racing through my mind, saying, "Get out, Joel! Bail on this! You're making a fool of yourself. You're standing in the middle of a restaurant next to a guy who's not even acknowledging." <laughs> and did the restaurateur, who's your friend, Lee, see yes. this go down? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Humiliated. Oh. Oh. Lee, Lee had me up on his wall in the cafe uh, with a with, from the newspaper article of me. <laughs> and well, I hope it wasn't under their table. Oh, imagine that. It could have legitimized you. They yeah. might have said, oh, what if, what if he turned and said, oh, Joel, I've been dying to meet you. Yeah, that no, would have been nice. Yeah, no, there was none of that. It was, I'm sitting here with my family. Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, and fair enough. And, he, like, and stop hanging around the toilets where my kids are. <laughs> he's going to be approached every single time he goes out. Yeah, yeah, it? it'd be annoying. Yeah, But, you know, he, 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 he smiled and said, so he shut me down politely, you know. Shut me down politely. Very good. So, well was, played, Eric. Yes, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's more to tell you about the show. But I think that's for another podcast. Yeah, let's save you know, that. Let's there's, save there's some more, some more to tell. More to tell. A lot of um, Wally Lewis. Um, you know, he he was he was good fun. There was um, yeah. We'll, we'll 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 get to all of that. Very nice. Well, th- thanks for giving us an update. It's good to see you. Thriving, yes, and surviving, yes. And I, w- I want to know about your trip to America too. We need to talk about that. We will. We'll we save we, that up too. We haven't seen each other since then, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's been, been a while. It's been, this has been the longest gap of the kicking back. Uh, you know, as I've really built up a, a, we haven't like completely diminished our audience. <laughs> <laughs> the let's, let's hope absence makes the heart grow. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to another episode of Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. Visit kickingback.com for the show notes, pictures, and join the discussion.